Hey, everybody, it's Big Daddy, and uh, I'll tell you, I always promise our uh, viewers, our listeners, that I will bring my friends on and people that really are in the game, that understand the game, know how to explain the game, know how to teach it, have been there, done it, seen it, done it all. So our next guest is a friend of mine and fellow Maryland Terrapin, too. So uh, let's let's everyone say hello to Tina Saversio. How you doing, Tina? Hey, Rick. It's an honor that you call me one of your friends. You know, Big Daddy and Friends, I am so honored to be part of that group. So thank you so much for having me on. Well, listen, like we joked around before, now you have the novice and me interviewing the professional in you. So, I, I don't know if I'm the professional. I, <laughs> no, you've been, you've been at this a long time. You are a pro. Well, thank you. Um, but, you know, you're really, uh, you want to laugh. I watch you every morning because I am in the gym at 630. So right. I see you come on about 645 around there. Then you're back on, I guess, 715. I, I kind of have the whole schedule down because, I'm on the elliptical or the stair milf between 30 minutes to an hour, probably probably about five to six days a week. Well, first of all, good for you. That is awesome. Yeah. And next week, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, I'll be at Giants and then Jets practice. So, you know, as they open up their training camps. So that'll be right up your alley. <laughs> right up my alley. So you may see me, uh, uh, what do you call it, tiptoeing through the tulips over there somewhere, both places. You <laughs> Try know. to get a peek. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but anyway, let's tell everybody how the love for sports started for you. Well, I grew up in a family that there were a lot of coaches. So my mother's side of the family, they were all in education. So they were teachers, principals, professors. My mother was a teacher, became a principal. And it was all of her cousins, including her brother. Everybody was a coach in some capacity. Who was a softball coach, basketball coach, high school, college level. Um, then on our crew coach. Then on my father's side, um, we had one of my uncle was uh, a crew coach, a football coach, and a wrestling coach. And I apologize to landscapers outside if they're getting picked up on this interview. Um, so I grew up just going to sporting games. And my godfather, my father's best friend from high school, he was a very popular high school football coach, Johnson SD coach at Belleville High School in Belleville, New Jersey. They had some great, you know, championship run years. They would play their postseason at Giant Stadium. They would have the big New Jersey playoffs there. And so I spent most of my childhood going, going to games because we're a big Italian family and, you know, everybody's got to support the cousins and this extended cousin and the second cousin. So we would go to freshman football games on Friday night. On Saturday morning, we'd be at, a, you know, just sophomore back basketball game and then at night in the afternoon you go to a, a football game so we were always going to games and one of my first my first favorite athlete was Nadia Comaneci because I was a little girl and I watched the Olympics in 1976 I was a baby but I just remember seeing her flipping and I wanted to flip and roll and tumble so she was my first favorite athlete my second favorite athlete was a high school basketball player from Belleville New Jersey by the name of Jennifer Apicella I was I think 
sixth grade or something like that. My dad took me to her game to watch her score her 1,000th point. And we're talking about a high school gym that was jam-packed. Everyone's cheering for this young girl in high school who made this amazing milestone. So, like, my first favorite athletes weren't, like, big names when I was growing up, like Reggie Jackson or Lawrence Taylor. I did, you know, obviously like them and cheered for them when I got to know who they were and what they were doing out there on the field. But um, but those those are my early memories. And that's how I became just a huge fan of sports. And my dad also would take us. He played football at Cornell and we we would go to his homecoming games. We would go see Cornell play Princeton or Cornell go play uh Columbia. So I was always going to games as a little girl. And then in sixth grade, we, our family trip was to the Rose Bowl. We went to Pasadena, California, and we did the whole week leading up to the Rose Bowl. We went to Disneyland. We went to the Rose Parade. And then we went to the game is UCLA versus Iowa, UCLA won. But we were staying in the same hotel as a lot of the Iowa players' families. So we got to know parents and brothers and sisters and the cheerleaders. And, and I learned so much about the game of football and, you know, who to cheer for and what to cheer for, why this was so important. And that day my dad says, you know, you're going to be in middle school next year. You should start looking for classes and a job that would get you involved in sports. You want to find something that you love to do and get somebody to pay you for it. So now I get to watch games and somebody pays me for it. No, it's, uh, you know, obviously I, I follow your career and uh, I know you do the uh, the games, the sideline reporting for CBS and I always, uh, I, I've been to West Point, so I've seen you up there a couple times and uh, before we actually knew each other. And uh, and then I've watched you on TV. So I'm like, oh, look at her, Tina doing her thing. And, you know, I know one thing up at West Point, they know how to tailgate up there, man. I'm like, and Whoa. just that atmosphere is just so phenomenal. It, of course, last year there were no fans. It was only the cadets, but fans, I think, will be allowed back this year. I don't know the official protocols, but it's going to be uh, – that place is one of the best places to watch a football game. It is so loud, and we're not talking 100,000 people. No. It, you know, with 38,000 or whatever, it, it is so loud in that place. It is just phenomenal. I've actually uh, – I played at Mikey Stadium uh, uh, when I went to prep school. Oh, yeah. okay, Cool. Yeah, we played the JV, and I'll tell yeah. you, I had some nasty turf burns from back in the day. They were <laughs> that was old. The old AstroTurf was on that thing, so it was like playing on the street with just a carpet above it. Oh my and, gosh! Uh, so, and I've always, you know, I, I follow the academies. I've always had mm-hmm. an interest in both Army and Navy. Yes, and it's impressive how sometimes, not most of the times, they're the underdog, and then they go in and they outwill. They mm-hmm. also they outplay teams, and they beat teams that they're not supposed to beat. And they beat teams where players are twice their size. Yeah. And when I go from the Army sideline to the, especially when they play Duke or Wake Forest, when they bring in the big schools, you know, I forget how big you know a Division One Power Five school player is because I'm always with the Army guys. And some you know I'm taller than most of their quarterbacks. So, so it's just when I go with the others, and then Army wins. And Army ends up winning that game at home at Mikey Stadium, going undefeated. Two two of the three seasons I've been doing Army football on the sidelines at West Point, they went undefeated at home. And so it's just it's fascinating. It's and they're just such incredible young men, and they keep in touch with me when they graduate, and they they go into training, and they're already serving their country. It's fascinating. I'll tell you, they better keep a permanent seat for you there. Never let you leave. I right? love it. I Fair. love it. Oh my goodness! I'll be there nine eleven this year. There's a game on September eleventh at oh, Mikey wow. Stadium. So that's going to be a powerful day because I've got some stories that I've collected over the last couple years of kids that were, you know, cadets at the time when, when September 11th happened and 
they have family members in the towers or, you know, w- working at the Pentagon or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they were already going to serve their country. So now it gave them more purpose, just some incredible stories, just straight from that campus up there in West Point, New York. I, uh, 9-11's always uh, sticks with me because my birthday's on the 12th. Oh, wow. And um, 9-11, I was actually, I was at the Giants-Broncos game. I'm doing in, a story on that this year, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I never forget that day, obviously due to the tragedy and also due to where I was stuck there until Thursday. Yes. I was just going to say, so yeah, so you couldn't get home on Tuesday. Yep. I could Nobody not could. get home. And, uh, you know, it was funny because my uh, friend who was with me, he left on an early 6 a.m. flight to get back to New York. And he called me from the airport. He's like, dude, do not cancel the room. Whatever you do. And I'm like, why? What's wrong? And he goes, turn on the TV. Wow. I'm watching this thing on the news going, oh, my God. Yeah. So um, always uh, always sticks with me that, that time frame. But uh, so, you know, I did my research, and uh, I tell you, I learned a lot uh, about you. And uh, it's impressive. Some of the things that, you know, you've done, you I, and I had to write them. Listen, I have about three pages of notes I that I have to write stop. down. <laughs> Please. <laughs> like, wow, Tina's got it going on. I uh, just, just do it. Just trying to work, you know, just to keep working and, you know, some jobs I get, some jobs I don't get, you know, but I've been well, lucky to be at some, some great events. You've, uh, I mean, one thing that I know you have to be proud of is being part of winning seven Emmy awards. Well, a lot of credit just goes to the producers and the editors that surrounded me at MSG network. Those were all at MSG network and they're just the best of the best. Yeah. And, and when you're cut, you, when you're covering the Knicks, you have opportunities like these moments will happen that you can't plan for. And you can't even like create a story or I'm going to do an interview on somebody or, but I was there when Kobe Bryant scored 61 points. It was insane. And I, it was, it was actually a national game that night because of course, anytime the Lakers were coming to New York city, ESPN or TNT are also going to jump on the game, but we were able to do a side by side. So I could not interview Kobe. He went to the national network. He was getting that big interview there, but I was able to interview Lamar Odom. And uh, it was a poignant interview. We, we always would get Lamar be, and this was before his big troubles because he was from Queens. And, you know, he's a local guy. He grew up watching MSG. So we would love to talk to Lamar because he'd like to talk to us. And, but it was really poignant, some of the things he said to me in that interview. And, I mean, that's, and that's how you win Emmys. It's, a, you know, right time, right situation. And you're surrounded. We were a great team. Um, a lot of those producers and, the, and, of course, I mean, Mike Breen and Clyde Frazier leading the way on those broadcasts. Yeah. So those were just some examples and great opportunities that I was able to be a part of. So one of the things that really impressed me was that you have a World Series ring. Yeah. I was like, whoa. It's not from the Yankees. <laughs> no, I know. I, I was going to let you say it. Uh, I figure I'll let, let you know. It, it, it's, it's funny. Just like I have a Super Bowl ring from the Giants. And, mm-hmm. and here I am. I work with, you know, the last 20, 30, close to 30 years now with players from all over the place. And, you know, I catch flack here and there. You know, hey, you wouldn't be here if the Giants weren't playing or this and that and whatnot. But, uh, you know, listen, those are accomplishments that, hey, you take that with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. And, you know, it's a proud moment that you uh, get to share with your family. And, uh, 
It's incredible. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a, so I have a Red Sox World Series ring from the 2007 championship. And I was there for almost, I think I was there, I was 162 games. I think I did 160. Um, it, you know, it was a long season, six to seven weeks of spring training. And then, of course, you have the four weeks of the postseason. It was a unique group. We had Daisuke Matsuzaka, the Japanese pitcher, throwing the gyro ball that year. Uh, then you have a, a knuckleball pitcher and Tim Wakefield and, you know, legends like, uh, you know, Kurt Schilling. He had almost had a no-hitter. He had a one-hitter, gave up a hit in the uh, bottom of the ninth inning out in Oakland. I mean, I had some incredible experiences that year. Had to go through covering a story that John Lester, when he was diagnosed with cancer, this was a, a rookie. And actually, was in his second year. He was in his second year in 2007. And, I mean, talk about birth by fire. I mean, I... You know, this was one of my first big jobs, and I'm covering a player that's been diagnosed with leukemia. It was just insane. So it was an incredible experience to be a part of. And again, credit to the Red Sox for winning the World Series. I didn't take in that bat or make a great play, but I was there for the ride and, and helped report it. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I didn't do any of those things either. I just uh, be, I was at the right place at the right time. It's like, you know what, where's Waldo? That was kind of a, like the big joke. You know, and everybody used to say, man, who is that big guy, you know, like, well, big dad, oh, that's just big daddy, you know, and, and it was funny, you had to kind of let people know what you did, you know, and that's really? what I used to do, I'd be like, look, you know, I'm an insurance guy, really, what, what, what is this, how does this all fall in the... Yeah, people don't realize that the, the different type of insurance that players need, that professional athletes need. Yeah, and it's, uh, and it's funny, because, you know, you're, you know, the, uh, the big joke was, obviously, uh, the affiliation I had with, uh, you know, Umberto's Pizzeria, and we were feeding the Giants, and, you know, it got out of control because, you know, here we are now taking the pizza to Indianapolis in 2011. And, and, and you know, and it was funny, keeping the tradition and superstition alive. I remember I had gone down to Indy the week, before, you know, the in the beginning of the week because I was doing stuff with Fox and, you know, I was getting ready for all that. But I happened to meet. Uh, our mutual friend Dino, the chef at yes. and uh, and Umberto's son, Gaetano. I met them at the airport when they arrived with the pizza. Oh and my god! It was hilarious because is, it, is any of this on video, Rich? Yes, if oh, you, okay, it is. Yes, you could find that. It's hilarious. The uh, I had run into Adam Schefter uh, on Wednesday, and we were BSing, and I said, Adam. You know how I always bring the pizza over to uh, practice on Fridays for the linemen? I said, all the superstitious guys said, you got to bring it to Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. He goes, are you kidding me? I go, no. It will be on a flight, you know, Friday morning, leaving Long Island. It got an escort all the way <laughs> to, to the airport. And I'll never forget, while they're in the air, I get a phone call. And the reason I'm doing this is because the son-in-law said to me, we just put up the white flag. And I said, what do you mean the white flag? Mm -hmm. We give up. <gasps> I go, what do you mean you give up? We have no pizza to sell the rest of the day. We oh, went all the dough that was needed to fulfill, fulfill all the orders from all the networks being there at 6 in the morning to show oh. everybody that – you know, Umberto's was sending pizza to the Giants, went viral. I mean, oh. viral. And, uh, you know, I never forget, I have this memory in my head that uh, 
when we showed up to practice in Indianapolis with this pizza, I'll never forget John Mara looking at me like I had three heads. And he said to me, he goes, you're really crazy. I said, <laughs> no, we've got to win. You know, you're, and, so you're serving as players. <laughs> yeah. We're, uh, and, and you know, we, I had told Steve Tish, but I didn't tell anybody else. So it was kind of funny. Yeah. All of a sudden we went in Dino and I walk in with uh, Gaetano. All of a sudden, everyone's like, ah, pizza's here, blah, blah. And, we can know, win now. <laughs> and that guys were like, we didn't have enough because now the whole team wanted it. Oh, that's so great. It was really mostly the linemen went first. Eli got his own two sandwiches. That was the rule. And then everybody else, as the linemen went first, whatever was left, anybody could have it. And the equipment guys. So. Yeah. You know, those are stories that uh, always have me smile and bring back a lot of great memories. Great and, memories. You know, look, a lot of Jets fans, and I, and uh, they haven't seen a Super Bowl. You know, I've been fortunate to be uh, able to see the Giants, you know, win two. Mm-hmm. Or no, win, th- what, win four. Yeah, and, you see how you were there for all four. That's great. And, and go to five total, right? Yeah. Yeah, and lose one, you know, the yeah. one when they lost to Baltimore. I mean, it was uh, that was a tough. I didn't get to see when they beat uh, the Buffalo Bills or when they beat the Broncos, which obviously the Bills game that was the game of games. Right. I watched it on TV, and but I was fortunate to see uh, the two, you know, two thousand seven or or and two thousand eleven be a part of those, you know. And I went to home and away games. That's what. Mm-hmm. You know, made it interesting and a lot of fun, and uh, and I could say I'm blessed and fortunate at the same time being uh, able to do like you know what you say you're you're doing what you love to do, yeah. and, and, and it's a lot of fun and it's great. And now I add more uh, flavor to my cake by doing this kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> and you can share, and you can share the memories for those of them that didn't know that you know, side of you or that part about your life. Yeah. So it's yeah, great. It's, it's great and it's fun. It's a lot of. Uh, so what's next for for Tina? What what uh, give, uh, what do you what let, give? Uh, I don't know. I say give a little insight or you know a little I don't know secret or something. I wish there was a secret. Um, I'll tell you what. I am grateful just to make like a public announcement right now for the, the job situation that I'm in because so many people lost their jobs. Or, you know, there weren't games for a while there. Or there are games, but they're using less people because you can't travel. I mean, I have worked more since COVID hit back on March 11th, 2020, than I ever have. And we're talking every day. My my station, Fox 5 in New York City, the local station, wanted me on. Even when there weren't games, I was doing stories about, well, what were players doing without games? I mean, I had, you know, Brandon... Nimmo and Jeff McNeil on their like phones doing zooms with me, kind of checking in with those guys stuck in mm-hmm. Port St. Lucie. Um, did all kinds of stories with great people, interviews with like Lou Lamarillo and um, just great men and women of, of you know in our area that are involved in sports and what with what was going on. And coaches checked in, players checked in, commissioners, you name it, um, just to keep people updated with what was happening. And so I, it was, and then, then, then there were just like random stories. Like I got to discover a kid from St. Francis college uh, in Brooklyn. It was a junior at the time, basketball player, you know, their, their seasons cut short. They don't get to go into the tournament. And he went around New York city looking for the few rims that were left on backboards. I mean, this is a, a you know, playground asphalt yeah. basketball city, but they took the rims down because they didn't want people 
congregating and spreading COVID. And he found a couple rims and he was he was one of those trick shot guys. And that was one of my most liked stories I did during the pandemic was videos he I collected, did an interview with me and sent me videos that he had put on social media. His stuff went viral. And don't get me wrong, our fellow Terp, Scott Van Pelt, he did the story too. But it was cool <laughs> because but this kid's in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Like he's a, one of our local kids. And uh, while his stuff went viral, you know, he's a kid that we get to go see in games when you're allowed to go to games, uh, you know, local kids. So that was, that was fun to do different stories like that. Um, so I'm just grateful that I've had been, I was able to work every day. It was hard for me to take off. Cause like something would always happen when I would take off, you know, some, you know, a sport would come back or somebody would opt out this season. of sport like Marcus Stroman last year, you know, summer 2020 yeah. or whatever the case may be. So, you know, there was just all these big stories, even though there weren't games. So I was just grateful to be in a position where I was able to do those games. And then of all the teams in the country, Rich, I'm covering one of the military academies who are based on natural bubbles and they just blocked everybody else from the rest of the country out. They kept the cadets and the midshipmen and, and the cadets of air force on their bases. And I was able to, I had to go in and get tested twice and quarantine. And I was able to do games on the sidelines at both Mikey stadium. And I went down to Annapolis and did a Navy game. And I did the army Navy game for Westwood one. And I did pre for CBS sports network. So I was so lucky in a year where so many people lost their jobs or just were shut down because there weren't games or Games were being done by remote. So a lot of my colleagues that are sideline reporters lost those opportunities. I, w- I worked more. So, you know, that was, thank God, that was a blessing um, and just quite an experience over the last year and a half plus. So coming up, so what do we got this year? So um, going back to Army, very excited about that. I've added UConn to my schedule. So when UConn has, and they didn't play last year, and Randy Edsall, can't wait to talked to him. He, you know, left UConn, coached at Maryland. He was a quarterback at Syracuse. So my sister went to Syracuse. I went to Maryland. UConn's one of my neighboring schools here in the tri-state area. And they didn't have a season last year. So I cannot wait to get back up there for their first game back on September 4th, doing a couple of home games there. So just so lucky to be able to have my full-time job at Fox 5, to have my own show on Sunday nights. And that they allow me to work at CBS Sports Network as well and do this college football and sometimes host, we need to talk. So I'm just super grateful. And, you know, I'm either going to be on CBS Sports Network or Channel 5 pretty much every day starting September 4th. So <laughs> well, <laughs> like literally every day, you know, so if I'm not on Channel 5, check CBS Sports Network and you'll find me there. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you, you can't miss Tina. Um, I'm so excited, though. I'm excited. Oh, so I'm really grateful, yeah. and I do feel blessed for these opportunities. Uh, that, that's incredible. That's great. Uh, I know Randy Etzel since he was a GA. That's oh, yeah, that's that's amazing. Uh, yeah, I got to tell him that. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can tell. He knows our family. He knows my brother. You know, See? my brother Jimmy is We're going to uh, laugh. Meanwhile, I don't know if you saw this. But I have a glare on um, oh. because of sunlight coming in my house. Look what I have right on my bookcase. This has been here. This was my my set for a while when I was working from home. I worked from home for quite a bit, and this yeah. and I always had my Maryland helmet. And I went to interview Noah Bedrill, the quarterback from Rutgers. He was one of my guests. He was you know great. Um, the, getting into their spring game, and when they announced a full capacity at their stadium, and he's like, "Wait, is that a Maryland helmet?" I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right, Big Ten opponent." I went, "I'm a turf," so that was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have the uh, the old uh, red helmet with the white lettering. Uh, with the the Terps, the yeah, signature, yeah, the signature one, and uh, 
But it's funny, Randy, uh, getting back to Randy, you know, he knows uh, my uh, next-door neighbor growing up was a starting center on the Sugar Bowl team that went 11-0. and 0. Oh, no way. So I know Randy and, uh, you know, and Doug Marone, who used to be the head coach of the Jaguars. Yeah. Uh, he's actually, now he's at the University of Alabama. Oh, so talk God about, <laughs> yeah, you know, he'll be there two years and probably end up coaching somewhere else. You yeah. know, whenever Nick gets a guy, he seems it's to, mm -hmm. uh, it's like the Belichick uh, syndrome. You yes. know, they both have that thing, but uh uh, you know, it's uh, it, it, it's a great world that we're in, and uh, and like you say, I feel the same way. I'm blessed and privileged, and mm -hmm. some of the relationships that you develop along the way and you keep, and uh, and it's and it's great. So, uh, you know, my hats off to you because, like I said, I learned a lot about you, and uh, you know, the only time that we've ever really, I've been blessed, and to all the viewers and listeners out there. Tina interviewed me two years ago when I was an MC for uh, an orthopedic foundation. Mm -hmm. event, and we were fortunate and blessed to have it at Rayo's, which, you know, yeah. was hard to get into. And we, you know, Dino was gracious to get us in and, uh, and we had our buddy Kevin Weeks there. So we had a really so fun. Mix. And uh, I think that was probably one of the highlights of my, uh, career of being interviewed because uh good people good food and good time and, and, and for a good cause we were promoting a good cause in all of that and it was so cool to be with you you know the both of us being terps and kevin weeks is just such a gem i was watching him the other night in the expansion draft he's yeah. such a great guy that was and then of course you know dino and he showed me you know we're eating the meatballs and i'm in the kitchen at Rayo's. who knows <laughs> i was over there before and there i am in the kitchen it was unbelievable yeah, it's uh, a lot of people just can't even get in the doorway, and we're in the kitchen uh, <laughs> getting salt on each other. And, and I'm a uh, sportscaster. Like, they're, you know, the, yeah. the affiliation, how that ended up is just a riot. You know, it's, so, and, it's such a New York thing. And, you know, and it's funny because so many people that wish they could do what we did that day, you know, as from the media side of it, because yeah. you don't really let TV and entertain and all that go on in there. So. Yeah. Uh, it was great to do that, and uh, that's the second time I've gotten to do that. I, I the first time I had uh, there was a show on Fox Business. It was called uh, Happy Hour. And, oh yeah. And Rebecca Gomez, who was one of the hosts, she was a Maryland grad, so we used to always joke around. And uh, we did it the year of uh, 2007. We went in there, and I had Tuck with me, and I had. I was going to say that was the big Super Bowl year, sure. I had OCU Menorah, and he brought. Uh, one of his buddies, a Googlier, who used to play for the Bears at the time, oh, yeah. and, uh, and we we had a sit down. And uh, you're plus, talking about Wale, Wale, right? That yeah. used to play for the Bears. So yeah. I, you're not gonna believe this. He is my guest on Sports Extra next week, next Sunday. Oh wow! Well, you should. Yes, uh, he's, you can oh, ask. You can ask him because uh, you know he didn't know what it was all about to be there, and uh, yeah. all of a sudden. Hey, you're, uh, and I wasn't even in the segment. I just set the whole thing up. Mm -hmm. and, you know, the table was only, it was like the table we sat at where you can only have so many seats. Right. You know, you got to get the A-listers in there. So I sat in the back and watched it. Hey, look, as long as I got my meatballs and whatever, I didn't care. You guys can talk <laughs> all you want. So, uh, but yeah. Oh, it's such a small world. That's so great. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So here's the fun part of the show. Uh, I let you ask me something that, uh, Maybe you want to know, you don't want to, you know, some, whatever. I got a couple questions. So I don't even know if you can answer this one. So are you allowed to say who your clients are? 
I do. I, oh, I, I, I'm curious, like who on the Jets and who on the Giants you have, because I'm going to be, you know, obviously very, at their practices soon. What we do is, depending on some of them, because obviously there's, you know, law, HIPAA laws and all right, that. Right, that's why I was curious. Uh, yeah, so sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. As of last year, we started not to, mm-hmm. because we were getting, uh, you know, people would get confused when I would say, hey, my client, my client, my client, and then all of right. a sudden, what are you, an agent now? You know, right. so yeah. one of the things where it's more word of mouth where I do it individually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here's my question. What do you think of the Giants this year? We were talking about the Nick Saban, Bill Belichick coaching tree. Joe Judge is part of both of them. And now, you know, this is his second year. And I, I like what they did with the draft. I like how they got Ken, Kenny Galladay. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with Saquon. But w- w- what do you think? You know what? I bleed blue, so I'm always positive. You know, even uh, even when the you may think the worst, I always try to find a positive. Me too. And I go in and I say to myself, "Listen, everyone's zero and zero. Everyone has to go to training camp. Everyone has to play. Well, now I think it's two uh, two preseason games or three. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, and uh, you know, you, you everyone has to play on Sunday or Monday, whatever. Whenever this year it starts on a Thursday." And I feel very good about uh, Daniel Jones. You know, yeah. it's funny. I have a special relationship with him or affiliation, so to speak. You know, when he was coming out, and here's a story that a lot of people don't know. When he was coming out, you know, uh, of high school, he was on his way to Princeton. Okay? Oh, I didn't know that. Because I, I know the whole Duke story. Of course, yep. he had Eli and Peyton's coach. And so, I think that story, yeah. My brother was the defense coordinator of Princeton, and my brother recruited him. So, you know, my brother was all jacked up and, you know, this and that. Or you, we got this great quarterback coming, blah, 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 blah. Well, then Daniel Jones calls him and gives him the bad news on yeah. Duke. Well, three years later, mm-hmm. I meet Daniel Jones in Atlanta at the Super Bowl. So someone says to him, hey, you know, you need to meet Big Daddy, blah, 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 blah. Well, we meet, and then uh, he says to me, he goes, everybody calls you Big Daddy? I go, well, listen, my real name is Rich Salgado. He goes, wait a minute. He goes, you're not related to Jim Salgado, right? Cool. I said, yeah, that's my kid brother. He, we, he goes, oh, man. I go, yeah, and I played it off, but I said to him, like, yep, you left my brother at the altar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's good how sometimes you can hide under the big daddy, but then like, oh, I guess I am. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it was kind of funny. And ever since then, we kind of like hit it off. And uh, oh, that's great. You know, he's a great kid. And, uh, you know, we text back and forth. And, awesome. and you know, him and, uh, and I'll tell you, I, I feel bad for him, but I wish him all the well as Sam Darnold. You know, I – had a yeah. relationship with him as well, and I and I told him I said, look, sometimes change is good, and you're a great quarterback with a lot of time left. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was signed at 20 years old. He couldn't even have a beer to celebrate. Yeah, I said you yeah. will do great, and uh, I will be cheering from afar from for you. Yeah, you deserve it, and uh, you know, good things happen to good people. So. Yeah, I, I agree. I loved um, Sam. He did like several Zoom one on ones with me last year. And I, I met up with him and did a lot of one-on-ones. He was great. Um, that class, you know, him and Saquon that year, um, like that was my first year at Fox 5. And it's just, you know, and it's like now Sam's gone, gone so I feel bad. But 
they've been great. You know, just their availability and the people that they're surrounded with, they call me up and let me know some things. And I, you know, I'm able to do interviews. I just had Saquon on my show last week, two weeks ago. So, um, yeah, so I was, I was a little bummed, but I'm excited to see what this kid Zach Wilson can do. We shall see. He's a spark plug. I like it. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I've, I've got a little insight uh, from Merrill Hodge because Merrill knows him very well. And, uh, you know, he's excited for him, and I think, uh, listen, he's got a massive offensive yeah. line in front of him now. So they better stay healthy. Yep, they better stay healthy and uh, find the open receivers. That's it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be an exciting year of football, especially with the New York Giants and Jets, and uh, I'm sure we'll run into each other at some point, somehow, someplace. Yeah, now we'll be allowed back there you know, in a greater capacity. So yeah. looking forward. I mean, there's still a lot of pretty – strict rules but i think it, it'll be a little better than last year yeah. so i want to i want you to tell all the listeners and viewers where to find you because you know listen all you sports fans out there if you really want the real deal tina's the real deal so follow her on social media so follow me on twitter at tina servasio instagram at tina servasio on um, Sometimes I post like crazy. Sometimes I don't post for weeks. But um, I've been posting a lot of Olympic stuff today. I just did a story with Todd Frazier, of course, the Little League World Series champion, the Yankees and Mets player, you know, from New Jersey, my home state. Um, And he's in Tokyo right now, getting ready at 35 years old, getting ready to be an Olympian for the first time. So um, it's a really cool story I did with him before he left. And um, so that's where you can find me on social media. And if you're not in our viewing area in New York, where I'm on Channel 5 Sunday nights, 10.30, that's Sports Extra. Mm-hmm. And then Monday through Thursday, I'm on In the Mornings, Good Day New York, You're starting 6.45, 7.45, sometimes 8.45. Depends on the news cycle. And then I'll do some special features in the 9 o'clock hour. And uh, in the fall, on Saturdays, CBS Sports Network. So you can catch me nationally. I'll either be at an Army game, a Yukon game, and maybe some Navy games. So, um, so Saturdays, you can find me on CBS Sports Network somewhere <laughs> on the East Coast, somewhere because I need to drive because we don't want any long trips because I got to get back for Sports Extra on Sunday. Yeah, so yeah. somewhere on the East Coast, I'll be at a college football game. Well, listen, folks, everyone now knows how to see, find, and listen and watch Tina. So, uh, Tina, I have to say thank you again for uh, coming on here with me. And it's uh, I'm privileged and honored to have you as a guest. So thank you. Oh, Big Daddy, thank you for having me. I mean, it's just such an honor to have gotten to know you and uh, go Terps. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we need a big, we need a big uh, win out of the year out of them. And uh, as, uh, Coach Lockley says, you better be locked in. So He's such I'm, a nice guy. I, yeah, he deserves a success. Another Alabama Nick yeah. Saban free guy. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then don't forget, uh, you still have an invitation to the Big Daddy Celebrity Golf Classic. No, I have a show that day. I saw your date, and yeah, we're doing a special that I have to. I don't. I forget if it's live or if I'm taping it. Either I'm way, so you know the date. If something changes, you know you're yes. invited, and I will call you. I will let you know. Let me know. So yes. uh, for now, Big Daddy and friends. Uh, until next time, when we get to bring another great guest like Tina to share the stories behind the stories is what we always say here at Big Daddy and Friends. So, again, Tina, thank you so much, and uh, we'll see each other soon on Big Daddy and Friends. Thanks, Big Daddy. You got it. Thank you.